the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is happy Friday, September 24th, 2021. As we head into hour two, just set the table, we're talking about, obviously, the uh, audit results uh, of the uh, Maricopa County election. We did a bunch of that last hour. Happy to continue it however you would like. Um, I want to get to uh, COVID. I want to get to Biden. I want to get to Kamala Harris. I want to get to some other astounding things that uh, are going to be tried, uh, are going to be covered up and attempted to be covered up by uh, the legacy mainstream media. Open lines Friday, 602 We'll first go to Rick in Phoenix. Hello, Rick. Hello there, Seth. How are you, man? I am honored that I'm at the top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) COVID, Biden, all those other things you mentioned. (laughs) Hey, it was great to hear our good buddy, uh, Rob. Yeah. And uh, I always enjoy uh, his calls and the conversations uh, that the two of you have. And uh, I know you were talking uh, with him. He was talking with you about uh, about the audit. So my question is a uh, question for you. Uh, oh, before I get to that, though, you mentioned that uh, uh, FedEx and UPS have a tracking system. I think that's a terrific idea. But did you hear that they are going to be merging? FedEx and UPS are going to be merging. No, I had not heard that. Yeah, the new company is going to be called Fed Up. Oh, okay. All right. That, 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 hey, that. it is open line. Yeah, no, I, I, I invited it. I asked for it. I can't then complain about it. That's exactly. a laugh, Mrs. Robinson. That's really a laugh. Yeah, there you go. That's a laugh, Mrs. Robinson. That's. Right. I mean, you know, Biden can't invite immigrants to surge the border and then complain that they do. So, right, yeah. Right. You want to okay, surge so this show with Shecky Green, I can't come, you know. <laughs> Oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. It's fun. Well, at least I'm not laughing anymore like that cartoon character, you know. The <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That and Kamala Harris are the two right, cackles yeah. I never oh, want to see. Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm. my goodness, Seth. You, you, you uh, soiled my soul by mentioning her name. No, that's all right. I have a lot to say about her. I, yeah. I, got, I, I ha- I we'll be doing so shortly, too. Okay, so let me make this question to you quick. Uh, because I, I'm, I am very interested in, in what you have to say about this. Um, uh, I know Rob mentioned several problems that he thought were there with the audit, and you pointed out that for e- each one of the ones that he mentioned that there was an answer. Well, uh, there, there, there are explanations, depending on what we're talking about, that it's not so clear that some of these things being said that people are talking about the same apples okay, or the so same here, fruit in some cases. Okay, so here's my question to you. Were there problems with the election? Of course. From, 
uh, as far as as your opinion or your oh your sure oh sure view. I detailed yeah of course I okay, detailed well, several well, the biggest are, example are, I bore witness what are to two or three of the well problems. the biggest one I bore witness to the one I was mentioning were the friends that showed me the ballots that they received at their Phoenix addresses which they haven't lived at since Ronald Reagan was president okay, no, nor so have they that, voted in the state since then okay so so that was a problem that certainly of that would certainly be that would certainly be one I bore witness to I physically yeah. bore witness to on several occasions or on in several instances okay any other problems that or? I bore witness to no because I I you know I just did my thing but as I've read the report yet yeah, listen Howie Fisher who is no conservative and no Republican yeah. uh, he 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 wrote up in his in fact you know I think he's the Dean of Arizona journalists for better or worse sometimes uh, his reporting is is uh, is is you know, more political than others. Uh-huh. But this is a center-left reporter, and in his piece in the Arizona Capital Times, he himself wrote that there were other problems that were found which at least theoretically could have affected the outcome. That includes 23,344 mail-in ballots that were voted from someone's prior address and more than 10,000 potential voters that voted in multiple counties. Now, uh-huh. having said that, which is a huge, obviously... <laughs> Uh, eyebrow raiser. There yeah. are some answers to some of that. I don't know that it explains all of it, okay. but a fair amount of mail-in ballots might very well and usually have had two different addresses. Think about okay. perhaps uh, a military voter or someone who moved after ballots were printed. What the recorder's office then does is matches the driver's license, I think it's the driver's license address, but their most current address with the ballot to make sure, if there's a discrepancy, to make sure it's valid. Now, does that explain 23,344? I couldn't tell you just yet, and we'll obviously have to wait for those receipts. Yeah, and as far you- as the 10,000 voters that voted in multiple counties, yes, the question is whether those votes were counted, and that, that answer is apparently no. Okay. But are you saying on the twenty three thousand three hundred that if we just if we just look hard enough we'll find out that actually they they were okay that I'm not, not saying really that no I'm not I am saying uh, no, that I'm, mail-in I'm, ballots that were voted from someone's prior address yeah. is not an unusual happenstance and in a lot of cases you would find what re- legitimate reasons for that why that would be the case okay S- someone might be in the military someone might have moved in the election year or since the balloting was printed. Yeah, okay. So if we just look hard enough, we can find find reasons why that would have been the case. In some cases, or yeah. perhaps a lot, or perhaps all of them, it needs to uh-huh. be determined. Okay, okay. But we so, can't just run with the fact that there were, oh my gosh, 23,000 mail-in ballots from someone's prior address means 23,000 were ineligible or illegitimate. That yeah, we can't conclude. Okay. Well, thank you for clearing that up. And I might uh, clear up one thing that Rob mentioned, too, also about... Uh, uh, thanking uh, Bill, you know, because I know Bill is the man that saves the man that's saving the world. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> or does he sometimes say, eh, not my party, not he's, my he's, circus, he's, not my monkey, some, not my circus. We'll let Seth just go out there on his own with this he one. He sometimes says, you still have time. You, you're... you're <laughs> yeah. break is coming up, but yeah. you still have time. Yeah. Once in a while, he's, uh, once in a while, it's not my, it sets out on his own on this one. Once <laughs> in a while. 
once in a while. All right. Hey, I love you, brother. Well, anyway, and, uh, I guess thanks. my larger point was l- yeah. l- let's make th- let's make this the larger point. Okay. Yeah. There, there, there's there's a lot in this, and that a right. lot of it is very technical, and right. that which isn't technical is new to most of us. Yes. Most of us who Definitely. aren't election experts, we didn't understand these processes. Right. We didn't have a deep dive or understanding of them. So I think what I want us to be most cautious about is as we go through this report, let's not take the headlines. As with every other story, uh-huh. let's make sure that we do our research and let's make sure if someone says ballot, they mean ballot and not envelope, which yeah. sometimes can be confused. And when someone makes a claim with a big number, let's just make sure that this is anomalous and not standard. There's a yeah. lot in here that looks very, very anomalous and very, very irregular. Yeah. Uh, but okay. we are now dealing with all those anomalies and irregularities and in some cases perhaps even um, perhaps even uh, fraud that could be proved in court. Uh, uh-huh. With all of that, we're still dealing with an ultimate headline we probably have to recognize, which isn't the headline we expected. Right. And the question right. becomes, as we try and understand this deep dive, and I'm glad we have it because it's a roadmap, what are we going to do next time around? Right. What are we going to do starting tomorrow? Yeah, that's really – yeah, I, I see that, and I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, really I'm pretty, the, I'm pretty upset with several members of our legislature, not all of them. We have some great ones who yeah. have been serious about this stuff. We may have right. one join us uh, uh, on the air later in the show. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, if the legislature isn't going to get its act together or get over its, in some cases, petty and personal differences, right. uh, we're never going to be the party the Democratic Party is. Think right. about what they do. Think about what they do. Aside from narrative shifting and narrative define and narrative uh, defining, think mm-hmm. about what they do. They rally around the party. Right. They rally around the party. We are in a situation today, we Republicans, where the Democrats probably have us just where they want us. We have county supervisors calling on GOP chairs to resign. I mean, it's just yeah. every. We have a county supervisor that has resigned. We have so much infighting right now on our side that if I were a Democrat who said, boy, 2022 is going to be really good for the Republicans, I might just say, well, in Arizona, you Republicans may be looking forward to 2022, but it might be nice if you had a unified party first. Right. If we don't hang together, we're going to hang separately. Beautiful. Who was that, Franklin? I believe so. I think it was. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Sam. Bless you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I I played Joe Biden earlier today on his attack on his own. You know, it's a funny thing, his audio. Let's play it again, Bill. Here here was Joe Biden uh, speaking earlier this morning. You said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president. But it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. 
There will how, be how do you take responsibility if other people will pay and there are consequences for others? How is that you taking responsibility? That's not the biggest part of the story, obviously. We expect Joe Biden to misspeak and have syntax problems, not to mention non sequiturs every time he goes to the microphone. That's not the biggest part of the story, but it helps us unwrap what's going on here. What's going on here is day five of a non-story. I don't mean non-story because it's unimportant. I mean non-story because there are facts not in evidence, and there are facts not in evidence because there are no facts that substantiate what he is saying. No one was trampled and no one was whipped. But Ayanna Presley yesterday made the point that Haitians are black lives that matter as well, and so the administration needed to get another day out of this. So they now go on the tack on the attack against their own border patrol. Not against they don't speak this strongly against or to would be immigrants or would be illegal immigrants. They don't speak that so only to Americans, only to Americans who are involved in law enforcement. Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security. He 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 wasn't going to let um he didn't he didn't uh he wasn't going to uh he wasn't going to let Joe Biden be out there alone. Here's Mayorkas today. Secretary Mayorkas. Nation saw horrifying images that do not reflect who we are, who we aspire to be, or the integrity and values of our truly heroic personnel in the Department of Homeland Security. The investigation into what occurred has not yet concluded. We know that those images painfully conjured up the worst elements of our nation's ongoing battle against systemic racism. How? 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 You have someone on a horse whose race we have no concept of, but it's an even proposition, might be a person of color in the parlance of our times, because 50 or more percent of Border Patrol is, with an image of what? We wouldn't have any of this any of it, if the administration took the border seriously and did something about it in the first place, or in the second place, or in the third place, or in the fourth place. They sat on this Del Rio story for over a week before they discovered how they could deal with it. And then they've realized how they could deal with it. Find the one image you can exploit and run it, and run it, and run it again to the point where we're running down the Border Patrol. Because that's what the woke left progressive movement in this country wants. And when people tell you, well, you know, Joe Biden's the Democrat who beat Bernie Sanders. I have oceanfront property to sell you in Scottsdale. If he were moderate, would he be doing this? Is this not right out of the intersectionality playbook of AOC and Ilan Omar and the squad and beyond reaching further into the Democratic Party? Is he trying to avoid the story of Afghanistan? I have more on that in a moment. Oh, let's go there, Bill. Cue up Kamala Harris at The View. Don't play it just yet. I want people to think about how proud they are of this first female vice president who is going to send so many message messages 
to women in America and across the world. And her first foreign policy, her administration's first foreign policy decision, at least first major foreign policy decision, its first consequential foreign policy decision, has been to strip women of rights. In Afghanistan, the Taliban has declared, as of today, no women will be allowed to serve in the government. You young girls proud of your vice president now? Didn't have to be this way. That's one thing they're trying to paper over or flood the zone so that you don't pay attention to. The problem isn't obviously illegal immigrants storming our border. The problem is we're trying to thwart them. We're trying to turn them back, don't you know? Last month, 22 pounds of fentanyl was seized in Arizona at the border. 22 pounds. You know what that means? Seized. I know there are some clever journalists that say, well, don't you want it seized? Yeah, sure. Of course. Just as we want terrorists captured. The problem is not that we got 22 pounds. The question is how many didn't we get? Do you know what 22 pounds is? 22 pounds of fentanyl? Three milligrams is a lethal dose. Three milligrams will kill a man. Just killed that actor from The Wire. And it's killed 70,000 plus Americans last year. Do you know what three milligrams into 22 pounds means? It means the entire population of Nevada. Or if you want the entire population of a place like Utah. It would be the entire state of New Mexico plus another million dead. Dead. And they're talking about Border Patrol on horseback? And blaming Border Patrol, saying there will be consequences? Where Border Patrol are now saying, am I going to be fired or sent to prison for doing my job? He says, of course I take responsibility. For what? The border crisis in the first place? And what is that responsibility going to look like? Some would say, well, resign. No, please don't. (laughs) Please don't resign. I don't know who's pulling the strings. I don't think. I don't think it's Kamala Harris. It could be. But whoever it is, as Shakespeare said, you can't say it's the worst if you can say this is the worst. That is to say, if you're still living and breathing, you can't say it's the worst. You can't say it's the worst when Kamala Harris is waiting in the wings to take over. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero on this open line Friday. I was just reviewing with my producer Bill, who has received a lot of attention today from the listeners, as well he should. He is, uh, yeah, he's the first person you contact when you contact this show. Usually, right? What? No, you're not. Sometimes it's rusty. I know. I know. Sometimes it gets escalated to you, though, Bill. Um. 
we were just talking about – what were we talking about? There was a point here. Yes. We were talking – we were reviewing our audio that I wanted to play and uh, it's from The View today. What happened at The View was a highly enlightening thing and uh, it's, it's precious. It's just precious. Anyway, we were talking about it and I said, is Joy Bahar on the video? And he – and I went through it and then he said, is there anyone more misnamed? Than joy of Joy Bahar. It's an interesting question. Uh, the joke was, uh, let's see, uh, Larry King Live, when it was on air, was maybe the most misnamed show. Uh, Hardball with Chris Matthews, perhaps, was a mis... Uh, the only other misnamings I can think of, and, and, and boy, their parents must have been very ashamed of, of getting it wrong, uh, was... Um, wasn't wasn't the basketball player for the Harlem Globetrotters whose name was Curly? Wasn't he bald, as bald as a cue ball, as bald as a uh, as bald as a bowling ball? I think he was Curly. That would be a misnaming. So the View today they're all excited because they had Kamala Harris as their in studio guest, and then the most awkward thing happened. And it's weird. I'd play you all the audio, but uh, the most awkward, very. Th- uh, very awkward thing happened. Two of the hosts, Sonny Hostin and and uh, what's her name, the fake Republican. I uh, can't remember the other one there. Anna something. Anyway, uh, uh, Anna Navarro is that it? She uh, in the middle of the show were told they had to leave the table, leave the stage. Why? Why in the middle of the show? They tested positive for COVID. These two doubly vaccinated co-hosts tested positive for, for COVID and had to leave. No longer safe on the set. And the vice president's coming in, don't you know? She also is doubly vaccinated. Now, the first question that I have is how did the protocols at a company like ABC, which is as woke a network as there is on a show, which is as woke a show as exists, wait to the last minute for their COVID protocols before the vice president came in. How, how did that happen? Now listen to the audio. I yes. just want to say, I hope that you're in a safe spot right now. We did everything we could to make sure that you were safe because we value you so much. Well, thank you, Joy, and to everyone. And listen, I, I, Sonny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine, but it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated and vaccines really make all the difference. Right, vaccines make all the difference, so they had to leave the stage. Vaccines make all the This is a message to get vaccinated is how Joy and Kamala used this. Does that work for you? This is just another important message as to why it's so important to be vaccinated. Okay. Okay. Um, The CDC, as I've told you, when it comes to vaccines and... um, Breakthrough infections. They've done a couple interesting things. They've redefined what a vaccine is. They have on their website. We went through that last week. Happy to do it again. Guess what else they they um, guess what else they they uh, they have done? They've stopped counting 
breakthrough cases. They stopped counting breakthrough cases. Remember when they were counting all cases? Well, they've stopped counting breakthrough ones. And now they're only reporting breakthrough deaths and hospitalizations. But they're only doing that, evidently, every two weeks. Every two weeks. I'll tell you what that means here in Arizona. I'll just tell you as it goes as we go to break. I'll tell you what it means as we go to break here. 121 breakthrough deaths in Arizona. 121 breakthrough deaths. So for those like Brophy College Prep that are enforcing vaccines against students, understand this, please, and understand it well. If you are under 20 in Arizona, if you are under 20 in Arizona, you are 15 times more likely to have died if you have been doubly vaccinated with COVID than whether you were vaccinated or not if you're under 20. Let that sink in. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. This open line's Friday. Um, if Afghanistan and the border crisis aren't, uh, aren't enough for the administration right now to try and distract you to another story, let me give you another name. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Are you aware of all that's transpired vis-a-vis Hunter Biden just over the last three days? If you read the Arizona Republic or the New York Times, you would not be. You would not be. The most precious thing I have found was when Jen Psaki was asked yesterday by Peter Ducey if she has any comments over a Politico story which said the Hunter Biden story from last year the Hunter Biden laptop story has now has has now has now been validated, verified by them as true. And she was asked by Peter Ducey, do you have any response to the political story, given that you tweeted at the time the story was Russian disinformation and she simply walked off the stage? It's not the end of it. As Scott Johnson points out, the Hunter Biden scandals are not about Hunter. They're about Joe Biden. That's why they had to be crushed by the corporate media, big tech, and the deep state in advance of the 2020 election. The Business Insider uh, has uh, two new emails on which we shall meditate. The New York Post originally reported on the secrets buried in Hunter Biden's laptop. The Post's reporting was suppressed by the forces arrayed against Donald Trump. But the Post is now back on the case. Hunter Biden's business contacts touted his access to his father, state treasury, his relationship with then-Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson, as well as his ties at the highest levels in China as they weighed whether to work with him on potential Libya deal, on a potential Libya deal in 2015. Two emails newly discovered, published on Thursday, date back to 2015 when Joe Biden was vice president, and reference getting Hunter's help on a deal regarding billions in Libyan assets frozen by the Obama administration. The, you know, it's a funny thing. Before I go on, I just got to tell you, Libya and family, oh my gosh. If memory serves, 
if memory serves, Jimmy Carter's brother, Billy, do you remember Billy Beer? Billy Carter, if memory serves, Jimmy Carter's brother, Billy, was indicted for violating foreign relations law with regard to Libya. I think my memory's right on that. I'll double check. What is it about presidents, their families, and Libya? I'll find. I'll, I'll, I'll double check it on the break. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's true. In any event, in any event, when it comes to Hunter's infamous laptop, we now have more to add. In the first email from 2015, dated January 28th, Democratic donor Sam Jawari repeatedly referred to Hunter as number two son, an apparent reference to Joe Biden's VP role at the sign, number two son, and noted that Hunter had requested a $2 million retainer. His positives are he is chairman of a U.N. World Food Program, son of number two who has a Libya file, access to state and treasury, business partner, secretary of state John Kerry, son, and since he travels with dad, he is connected everywhere in Europe and Asia where Muammar Gaddafi and Libya Investment and the Libya Investment Authority had money frozen. He said he has access to high levels in the PRC and can help there. That email, which was sent to fellow Democratic donor Sheikh Mohammed al-Rabani, also flagged the negatives to enlisting Hunter's help. He is an alcoholic, a drug addict, kicked out of the U.S. Army for cocaine, chasing low-class prostitutes, constantly needs money, liquidity problems, and many more headaches, the email said. It probably wasn't a close call, but the story concludes neither Hunter nor the White House has commented on the newly emerged emails. The emails, as well as other documents obtained, appear to suggest that the Libya deal did not take place and did not go ahead. I think we can also infer from Hunter's transition to artist that he didn't get the work. He didn't get the work. As I'm cleaning out my files, uh, I wanted to do this, too, speaking of Joy Bahar, the most misnamed person in American commentary and journalism play what she said yesterday that so you there's this uh, new documentary out right it's kind of a biopic really more than a documentary because it uses actors i suppose well i don't know what you would call it. it's a new series on uh on the on the bill clinton monica Lewinsky scandal and here's joy bahar talking about it yesterday I, I would submit here that the real victim was the United States of America because, and, and Hillary Clinton. Because if you remember when the, the debate was going on between Trump and Hillary, Trump mm-hmm. brought in all these so-called yes. victims of Clinton's peccadilloes, right? Okay? Play that again. Just do that again. I, I would submit here that the real victim was the United States of America because, and, and Hillary Clinton, because if you remember when the, the debate was going on between Trump and Hillary, Trump mm-hmm. brought in all these so-called yes. victims of Clinton's peccadilloes, right? Peccadilloes. Okay. Peccadilloes. Of the four women he brought in, one sued him for a violation of her civil rights and reached a settlement agreement just south of a million dollars where Bill Benton, where Bill Clinton also had to surrender his law license, peccadillos. One of the women 
claimed that Bill Clinton literally raped her, to which the NBC senior political news senior political correspondent at the time said after interviewing her she had never interviewed a more credible witness. That's two of the four. Third of the four said Bill Clinton physically assaulted her to the point of her needing, uh, to the point of her bleeding through her lips because he bit her. And the last one of the four was a, another literal victim of rape who Hillary Clinton herself defended the rapist. Peccadillos? Peccadillos? If any one of us called those things peccadillos, we'd be fired. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I would like to say a word about team fear. Team panic. What is it called, Bill? Any of them are fine. Team virus, fear, and panic. <laughs> Three horsemen of the modern apocalypse. Team virus, fear, and panic. It's one team. It's one team. They all have uh, gold-level memberships in, at the Crisis Industrial Complex headquarters. It's amazing how they'll work a story. I've told you, you've heard me tell you before, and, and it's still true today, and it's actually a scandal. But there are many state and county health departments across the country when you're doing your COVID research. There are many state and county health departments that do a lot better job of breaking out statistics and disaggregating the data than the CDC is or the federal government. Not all states, some. Not all some, and not all counties, some. One of them, believe it or not, that gives you more detail than the feds is California. But the California Department of Health. But look at the games they play. Look at this game. And I just found that I, I was just doing research on breakthrough uh, hospitalizations and deaths. And I went to uh, the California Department of Health website. Get this. I'll read you directly. Quote. At least 4,252 individuals identified as post-vaccination COVID-19 cases were hospitalized. Okay? At least 4,252 breakthrough hospitalizations. However, they go on, quote, It is important to note that approximately 65% of cases have missing hospitalization data. It is also important to note that a post-vaccine case may have been hospitalized for a condition unrelated to COVID-19, but were tested for COVID-19 upon admission. Shall I read that to you again? It is important to note that a post-vaccine case may have been hospitalized for a condition unrelated to COVID-19, but were tested for COVID-19 upon admission. Let me give you one more bullet point quote. Among post-vaccinated cases identified, at least 622 people have died. This is California. However, 
it is unknown if the primary cause of death in these cases was COVID-19 or if there were other contributory or alternative causes with or from. Now, saying that about COVID hospitalizations and deaths pre-vaccine was enough to get you deplatformed, raising those questions. But now we need to really diminish the notion that the vaccinated are getting sick and hospitalized and in some cases even dying. We really need to diminish that. So let's go to the argument the right used to make and see if we can water it down and vitiate it as much as possible. You guys are shameless. Shameless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.